Welcome to Cinema Bushido, drunken movie talk about badass movies. I am your host, Matthew Whitaker, and with me, as always, is my dear friend, Mr. Lee Van Cleef. How you doing, Lee? Hey, buddy. Every day's a holiday. How you doing? Hey, I've, we've, we've recorded a lot lately, and I think you said that, uh, we well, we had a podcast recording yesterday, and you said that was a holiday, too. Are you literally taking every fucking day off at this point, That, or is life just that good? No, um, when I was in boot camp, um, I heard it, and uh, it just it just kind of stuck. I don't know why. Uh, so you know, it just was like you know the most miserable miserable place. You know, you're getting like four hours of sleep. It's hell, and you know everyone's just like every day's a holiday. People who like, like boots too much at boot camp, first world girl problems. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wait a minute, I don't get the joke. <laughs> We'll see if I is that, that in wait a minute. Is something, that, something about you loving boots. Uh, <laughs> okay, pause. Go on. <laughs> I, I haven't been... Don't haven't, pause that, Nancy Sinatra. No, I won't. All right, so here we go. So tonight, uh, we actually have a special guest, a very special guest. We've uh, We've known this gentleman for a very long time. He's a... Very talented and clever mofo, but we've uh, played video games with him. We've heard about his life. It is Mr. Miguel Carrillo. Did I say that right, Miguel? Uh, yes, you did, Wait, actually. Hey, That's very me. good. Look at me. Rolling um, the R's there. Yeah. So you're working on a book uh, right now. It's, I guess, literary erotica? Uh, literotica oh, would right. be, I think, the term that's... That's uh, fashionable in in Amazon at the moment. Uh, sounds like yes. a bag. Sounds like a bag of boners. Tell us, <laughs> tell us, tell us briefly about what you're working on, and uh, and we'll go from there. Uh, hopefully, it will be a bag of boners. Actually, uh, so <laughs> it's it's actually it will be my debut. I've been working on it for for you know a couple of months already. Um, it's just you know a simple story about a boy who meets a girl. Just with a whole lot of fucking. <laughs> All right. Well, that's oh. fair. <laughs> a whole you lot of what? fucking. I would like to uh, call in my expert on this. Uh, uh, Lee, Van, Lee Van Cleef, uh, are you there? Uh, I've had a, a, an attention brought to uh, people who love fucking. Uh, you know, you, you, you need to make more movies, Miguel. <laughs> that, I mean that that's part of the that's part of the vision, right? I mean at the at the end of the day that's that's part of the that's part of the package maybe. Soon they just enough. need to bring it in only to write the senseless sex scene. That's what right. we need. <laughs> well that's awesome. Do you have a, sexual content. Yeah. Do you have a name for it? Uh the name is The Telling of Ella. All right. Well once it pops up, it will be in the comments of this particular podcast. Um, go ahead and find it if you're into um, what don't tell don't say it to me literatica there you go uh, yeah. yeah not to be confused with ghost's most popular form of literature homoerotica <laughs> although there's a market for that too <laughs> yeah I, I like to say that I like you know homo same I like heteroerotica so you know everything's different <laughs> I, left a, I left a pause for anyone to respond, and no one did. No, 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 no. I was, I was gonna let, I was gonna bring up the bag of dicks thing, but then I was like, no, no, let him, let him hang on his own. <laughs> okay. Well, guys, tonight I am pairing my movie talk with a nice Pilsner Urquell uh, out of uh, the Czech Republic. Czech. Yeah. Yeah. It it was introduced actually to the U.S. around '97 or so. Um, I went to the Czech Republic well before that. Well, Czechoslovakia at the time. And I remember getting a big bomber of it for like 35 cents. I bought like eight of them. I drank a lot of them and it was a really delightful time. To this day, they are delicious. They're very low on alcohol, unfortunately, like a 4.5. So you get really full and you pee a lot, but it's delicious. It's just frankly delicious. Anyway, I'm pairing this awesome beer with uh, a beautiful movie called Deadpool. Lee, what are you pairing with Deadpool? That's a good uh, summer beer, by the way. Especially for the shower. You know, yeah, when you're in the you shower. know I, I feel like Deadpool loves summer. If uh, by summer you mean the uh, hottest stripper in the strip or at the strip club, yeah, of course. Uh, who doesn't love summer? Um, I, uh, I'm drinking a, a small batch uh, bourbon. That's a staple of mine called Rebel Reserve. And I paired it with a 
New Belgium Ranger, which is an IPA, local. Well, relatively to uh, the Colorado market. Yeah, it is um, local. I, I would ask you if there was the big rebel flag, but you've already told me very clearly that that's not the case. Sadly, no, no. It'd be funny. I'd love to see like uh, the Duke boys' car, like fucking like going in the air on the bottle. I mean, I think I think the more you control any sensitive, politically correct topic, the better you are, uh, not just sexually, but intellectually. So if they want to throw the stars and bars on there, hey, I keep drinking it. Hey, sexy Miguel, are you having anything to drink? Uh, no, I am not. Not at the moment. Well, that's fucking pathetic. Well, let's talk about Deadpool. <laughs> let's move on. You don't talk to salad like that. Yeah. Yeah, just don't do it. Uh, Deadpool. All right, so the only reason we're doing Deadpool on the Cinema Bushido podcast is, first off, I wanted to do a podcast with Miguel, so did Lee. But also, it is it is the fucking most revolutionary badass. Like, Well, it's not that it changed things so much, but it, it broke this like void we had of every superhero film needs to be PG-13, so 13-year-old boys will like it, and you got guys wearing their spandex, and they do the same shit, same tropes every single time. This time, it's fucking different. I mean, it was really clever. I mean, tons of cultural references, lots of awesome, like, super action gore. Beautiful. We'll start with Miguel, as you are our guest, and Lee always insists. We start with our guest, Miguel. Your thoughts on Deadpool? Um, it's just a, a really great movie. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was, uh, as you said, kind of uh, a departure from the PG-13 uh, X-Men, you know, the first movie that came out, um, kind of spandexy uh, deal here, even though he is wearing his, his lovable red suit. Uh, but I, I really did enjoy it. I thought it was, uh, you know, unique in the sense that it's trying something different. It's it's trying to go in a different direction. Um, and I think by picking Deadpool uh, was perfect because of the actual tone of the comic books is very meta. And, he, you know, breaking the fourth wall and kind of talking to the audience within the comic book. Um, it, it is perfect for for you know to kind of push the envelope and and go into that uh, rated R bloody gory and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it's a fantastic movie. Well, let me ask you: Did he get shot in the asshole in the comic? <laughs> I am not sure if he gets <laughs> shot in the asshole in the comic, right. but that was great. It was a good more thing. than likely, yes. Yeah, yeah, probably. All right, Lee. I know I, I I don't mean to steal your thunder by talking about bullets going in assholes, but. Lee, would you go ahead and take over here and tell me what you thought about Deadpool? Well, getting shot in the asshole is something that you usually uh, have a monopoly on, so I'm not going to take offense by that. Uh, but uh, I wanted to say that uh, this this chimichanga is hotter than a 500-degree oven in August. It's the most uh, accurate representation of a comic book uh, character to date. And the thing that makes it stand out is that you had a producer in um, Ryan Reynolds that actually had a passion for the movie. So it wasn't just going through the motions. He's releasing like a troll campaign for happy Australia day. He's got YouTube videos for, uh, for uh, Halloween. He's got a, he's got a commercial that looks like a Viagra commercial. Essentially, that was funny. he actually really cares about this movie and made this movie happen. And this is something that we don't normally see from the from the big production studios anymore. Is a movie that is made as a labor of love. And what a great intro! I mean, we're, we you know us, we don't step through this step by step, but a great intro. Um, we talked about this before because this is actually our second recording of this podcast. We recorded it a while back. And it didn't work out well. I was really drunk, and the quality wasn't great, and whatever. I'm making Miguel repeat himself. Doesn't matter. But the intro was like one of my favorite things. I love that song, Angel of the Morning. Um, but then a really like really good like origin story, right? Like I can't think of a single. I mean, think of Spider Man. Think of Superman. Uh, what did they call the new one? Um, the dude. 
What's the one, the Superman that came before Superman versus Batman? Man of Steel. Man of Steel had a terrible, like, it was kind of boring. I just didn't enjoy watching that at all. And then Spider-Man, we've seen it a thousand times. you only going to see it. This, first off, great, like, his real life versus, like, when he gets changed and why he chooses to do it. I think it's the first time I've ever watched any superhero film ever where I've been like, oh, shit, it happened like that, and I feel for the character. Yeah, and you know what? I want to jump in here and say um, I just had this thought. It made sense in the sense that, I mean, uh, spoilers, everyone, uh, he gets cancer. Yeah, it's all spoiler up. Yeah, and he's about to die, and he's really in love with this Vanessa, who is hotter than hell. Uh, but he's really, really in love with her. They're, you know, a fantastic couple. And it, and it makes sense to me um, if, you know, given that option of, you know, being able to save yourself through these, you know, kind of squirrely looking character um you know the guy that keeps he keeps calling jared <laughs> uh you know saying that he's a pedophile and everything um you know it made sense to me that somebody would you know kind of say fuck it let me try to do everything and anything to stay with this girl and as deadpool points out in the actual movie it, it's a love story it's kind of a uh, bloody gory, you know, let's shoot people's faces off and stab them through their torso love story, but it's still a love story nonetheless. Yeah, to piggyback on Salad's point there, um, you know, there, there's an old maxim that goes something along the lines of, you know, love without madness is not love at all. You know, that love engenders and incubates and uh, creates a madness that uh, a fever that that uh, that strikes us and and men in love can do crazy things a face that launched a thousand ships Eleanor Troy so it's not it's not uncommon for uh, men to go very far out of their way for something that they feel compelled about uh, from uh, from a standpoint of romance and I I thought the the, th- the fun thing about it was that. They used the CGI fight scene that Ryan Reynolds used with the million dollars he got from Fox to actually get the movie going. He used that. He altered it slightly so we wouldn't all know what it was, but he used that in the beginning. And then he changes the chronological order of the story. So rather than Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, where everything goes in a certain order, and uh, Superman, which goes in an order, he he cuts around kind of like a Quentin Tarantino flick. And it and so that way it keeps a fun pace and it keeps a, a certain kind of tone going throughout the movie. Well, to your point, um, she has that same uh, that fever, right? This this love, like they didn't just pin it to the man, the man in love with Helen of Troy or whatever. Like he's doing, she's doing lots of random ass stuff because she's in love with him. Oh, yeah. As a as a philosopher totally from uh, Alabama once said, they were two peas in a pod. Oh yeah, she she's totally into him, and uh, as as it's said in the movie, you know, his crazy matches her crazy, and they're both you know in it uh, for real. And and I and I think to the point where that I was saying that it makes sense. It, it's just a lot more, uh, you know, than than I would think. Kind of like a Superman. Where, I mean, let's be honest, if anybody had those powers, they just, you know, enslave humanity and, and that's it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> or, 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 or a Batman. I understand your, your parents got shot, but you're a billionaire playboy, you know, stick to that kind of role. Uh, but I think that this is, is definitely something that, that, that kind of hit its mark where it's like, you know what, he, he's, he's not the best person to begin with. So you kind of can see how he would you know, go, uh, go kind of a roundabout way to kind of, you know, save himself for his, for his lady love there. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, I mean, Superman does enslave humanity once Lois Lois Lane is killed by the Joker. Um, and secondly, don't, don't take, don't take Batman just because you like the love story and Deadpool. Leave Batman out of this. Uh, and (laughs) then, uh, I think Batman's, you know, I know, but the ba- ba- characters and, and, and the movies are, are good too. 
Batman's character is not about he, being a playboy is, is a cover. It's not about he's the world's greatest detective, guys. And then uh, and he's the Sherlock Holmes of our age. And uh, the uh, I agree. I mean, I completely agree that like be, you you brought up something I haven't thought of yet, which is the uh, the idea that because. Wade Wilson comes from such a low point. He's so his life in comparison is so uh, is so lowly that just the idea of having someone who would be who would reciprocate his same kind of uh, his same kind of uh, personality be completely compatible with him might be something that's revolutionary for him. Um, but he also does say in the movie that it's almost like I wrote your character, you know, because I mean she's every guy's fantasy. She's hot. All she she it's not like the kind of hot where the hot girl you like for like the first year you're just doing it over like 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 there's like that's the only thing keeping you alive and then after that it's like you don't take me nowhere da 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 it's not like that it's like she like wants to have themed sex based on erroneous holidays on the calendar I mean it's you're you're just like we're all excited it was you know it was, it was com- I just it was had comic, an orgasm it was, it was comic it was comic book girl yeah it was hot yeah. it was great. All right, I so mean, I oh, go ahead, please. Oh no, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I love that thing that they did um, with them d- describing each other, like, well, describing their own lives as being so fucking horrible, and that was kind of their like wink at each other. It was fucking hilarious. It may have been one of the funniest things in the whole movie. You know, like, well, it was my uncle, and she's like, uncles raped me. You know, like they went did this great back and forth about any kind of, uh, you know, horrible things that happened to them. And I thought that was beautiful. Can I can I give a criticism real quick? Sure. Because uh, I thought the whole movie was really funny. But there was one thing that I know other people think is funny, but I didn't get. And it was the best friend. And his, I mean, like, there was a couple of funny lines he said. But overall, almost all his scenes, for me, I was like... Yeah, you know, that guy... He's uh he was from that uh, Silicon Valley show. He's kind of a douchebag. Like he really kind of shat all over um Ricky Gervais not too long ago. Like, oh, you think you're so funny yet you say like things that are slightly offensive and I don't know. He seems like a real pile of crap to me. Yeah, I sense premature ejaculator from the get-go. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I don't have a favorite scene from this movie except for uh, there are like 100 favorite scenes my favorite concept over the whole movie are the references i mean it's hilarious the adventure time watch in the beginning uh all of the movie references the matrix and oh my god he even did the quote from robocop <laughs> say it for me lee dead or alive you're coming with me dead or alive you're coming shot that guy me. right in the dick the guy the other guy's just like nah brah you just shot <laughs> between this lady's skirt and you just shot him right in the dick and i mean it's like you got you can see you know because in the 80s they were the nut huggers you know what i'm talking about oh, matthew yeah. oh, and yeah. then uh and then they, they you know so the grape smugglers then he's like just bleeding profusely and you're like oh shit he shot him right in the dick yeah, it was terrible just terrible but yeah i love it and you know uh I'm taking you to Professor X. Uh, which one? That was fucking just classic. <laughs> that Heaven's Gates motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, Heaven's Gates. One after another. This movie is a delight. I mean, a delight for people who love pop culture. They love the movies that these come from. Anyway, I went. Uh, I guess I'll go to Miguel. Miguel, favorite scene. Uh, favorite scene. Well, it, it's more of a favorite line. Um, and it's, uh, I think it's smack dab in the middle of it, or, or at least, you know, closer to the middle, uh, where, uh, we were introduced to Colossus and, um, uh, Deadpool is, you know, torturing his rival and he reaches back and grabs Colossus's cock and just <laughs> says dead. <laughs> that was really, really great. Was so good. So good. It was hilarious. Uh, all right, Leroy, you're up. Yeah, I'm going to, uh, Say the same thing I said last time we did this, uh, the cancer your, scene. What are your 14? Um, what, yeah. say, it, say it again? Sorry. The cancer scene. So, oh, yeah. you know, by the time they've done the cancer scene, they've already proven that um, that they're good at, uh, at at being lighthearted. The writers and the, and the director have proven that they can do the choreography and the CGI is decent. And they've proven that they've casted people who have screen presence and the dialogue is great. They've done everything that you could ever ask for for a movie, but then they do something that they haven't done and that's completely changed the tone of the movie. 
and for once, and it's a it, it's a very brief moment, but it's like super gripping. And when you know Vanessa is talking to the oncologist about um, you know his cancer, Wade Wilson is doing an inner monologue about how you know uh, she's going through A to Z and all these different options, and all I can think about is the first time I saw her face because I'm trying to remember it. Yeah, you know, and he's like accepting death. He's As outside somebody. of himself, and he's yeah. looking at this, and he's just like, like, holy shit. Yeah, and he's 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 ready. I mean, like, in a sense, he's, you know, as somebody who deals in death, he's seen death, he's, he's ready to accept it. He's just, like, all that matters to him at that point is her, and her, her the essence of, of who she is, and then remembering her because he loves her, and he realizes in a very real way that he has terminal cancer and that that's gone. That's, I mean... Dude, His you're right. Think of this. If she would not have been a factor in his life, he would have gotten cancer while he was big shithead, kicking ass to him, whatever. He would have resigned himself to just be dead, and that would have been it. Yeah, that's a very and, good point. Yeah. Hey, guys, I'll let everyone who's listening know I've never read any of the comic books. You <laughs> shut your mouth. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I've got your favorite scenes, uh, Miguel uh, Lee. What I have here tonight for you is what I have every podcast: a top oh, six, a top six. I've got six questions. Uh-oh. I split no, them. dude, it's not fun. I split them between <laughs> the two of you. I feel like a movie like Uh-oh. this. In, 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 hey, hey, hey! But we're only what? How, how much time are we in? Uh, thirty something minutes. No, dude, I got questions. Oh, all right. Well, let me just pause on that. Um, we ended with you talking about the comic books. I said, I haven't seen the comic books. Take it over. Okay, so uh, the first question I'd like to ask you guys, because I, I really have a passionate uh, boner for this movie and, no, wait. and Deadpool. You are not encroaching on my top six, right? No, 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 no. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, this is more for, for topical purposes. Okay, good. Uh, not a competitive purposes. All right, uh, thanks. thanks. Uh, you're welcome. I... Uh, I've been a Deadpool fan for, you know, five or six years since before it got, you know, so now it's a trend. Now everybody's a Deadpool fan. I remember when you guys weren't. And, uh, you know, I, I wanted to talk about the obvious kind of parallels because uh, Ryan Reynolds actually, you know, had to go through um, his buddy Wolverine to actually get the movie, to get the access that he needed. Also and, a very funny scene. And he, yeah, uh, yeah. And he, uh and you know they all be, they both have the same powers and they're you know Wolverine and Deadpool are interlinked through the comics so i wanted to bring up the Deadpool versus Wolverine kind of kind of argument or discussion cuz you don't really hear that when you listen to other Deadpool podcasts and uh, i know Wolverine has like the greatest fan base of all time of all probably of any marvel character but um I wanted to see what everybody thought about well, that. One of the top six was having you argue who would win in a fight between Wolverine, Wolverine. and Deadpool, but um, and now you don't get that chance. You ruined it. Yeah, but now, it's 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 now it's, we're just going to talk about an it. Argument. Now we're talking about it normally. So have uh, well, why don't you ask Miguel? I just did. Miguel, <sighs> guests always go first. But hmm. come on, fuck That's us. a difficult question. Um. Well, well, like, how about this? Like, you, I know you grew up in the same era I did, and I know you mm-hmm. kind of grew up along the same lines, and we both speak of the same language. So, uh, you know, um, what do you think about Deadpool, and what do you think about Wolverine, and how they compare and contrast, and who's your favorite? Uh, I think favorite, I'm going to have to go with Wolverine just because of the history. Uh, that's there. I also was, you know, I had read some of the Deadpool stuff, but this is a long time ago, uh, so <laughs> it wasn't really fresh in my mind when I saw this movie. I didn't even really know that that, I kind of knew that it wasn't his exact origin story because of what I had seen in the comic books, but I wasn't really 100% sure that, you know, whether I was right or wrong. Uh, but definitely Wolverine, just because of the nostalgia. And, I mean, as far as who would win in a fight, Hmm. I am going to say Deadpool because I don't know if there is any way to kill him. I mean, he got his he lopped off his own hand and you know, now he comes back 
with his little stubby, uh, you know, uh, little baby hand to to masturbate with. Uh, so I don't know, and maybe you know, Lee, uh, that if there is a way to actually kill him. And as far as Wolverine is concerned, I'm sure you can. You just need like, you know, hydraulic press or something. Well, they both die in the future because they outlive us all, right? They don't age like we do. Mm-hmm. Because the aging process is something where, for whatever reason, we're not entirely sure why, but the cells in your body are just pre-programmed to commit suicide. Hey, listen. Listen up, you idiots. Deadpool's immortal, but the only way to kill him would be through uh, Thanos removing the curse. Then striking his healing factor, you know, with like uh, carbonadium or something like that. (laughs) That's called Google bitches. Google. Well, Thanos, Thanos Google uh, bitches. You're, you're talking about with the Infinity Gauntlet? Are you talking about with the Infinity Gauntlet or no? Because Thanos couldn't kill, Listen, just kill people. Thanos cursed Deadpool not to die anymore. He already had his head decapitated, but after his head was put back in place, he returned to life. I mean, shit. Internet words I'm reading. <laughs> reading. Deadpool it is. Yeah. The, the thing is, is that... Uh, Thanos actually fucks with Wolverine too. He turns his uh, his body into his his skeletal structure into like a sponge like material uh, in the Infinity Gauntlet. So what 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 you're getting is is that if basically Thanos puts on this like he gets all these gems that control different parts of reality and he becomes like omnipotent. All right. Well, but the thing the thing that would that would make them cross paths is that Thanos is in love with Death and Death is Deadpool's bay. So Deadpool, not only being schizophrenic and awesome, uh, Death actually is in love with Deadpool just as much as Deadpool is in love with Death, who is a female character. So, yeah, I mean... Because I feel like... I thought they were both immortal, actually, until right now. And then I looked up my... No, they're they're not not immortal, but they're so hard to kill because, like, if you leave enough tissue behind, they regenerate. So you can't... It's like, you know... Just because you chop off their head doesn't mean you actually kill them. Yeah, doesn't that mean you think of like Highlander? Like, what if Connor McCloud got killed? I mean, you got it. You could chop his head off, but what if you chopped off like most of his body, like torso chop off in like a accident? Would he regrow his body in some weird way? Like, yeah, Apple? he would because he you can only kill them by beheading. Yeah. All right. Well, there it is. Uh, I was going to ask Lee because he's actually read the comic books and I don't know where I'm getting this um, image flashing in my mind, but isn't there maybe an issue or some offshoot where uh, Deadpool gets maybe chopped up and there's like a bunch of little Deadpools running there, around? Yeah, there's a little baby one where he like regenerates into a bunch of little guys. Yeah, there you go. It, yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank God I mean, I'm not crazy. <laughs> I mean, Deadpool is like, I mean, the reason why I wanted to bring up Deadpool versus Wolverine is not because it's like I want to see them actually fight. Because, I, I mean, they fought before. It's not that. And it's, I mean, Wolverine is, he's hes the hero and Deadpool's the bad guy. So, you know, that's how that goes. But the thing that, the thing that is just that I thought we, we covered well in the last podcast, which we're apparently not going to cover tonight, is that Wolverine is pretty OP. Like, like, Wolverine is always kind of displayed as, like, he's nearly invincible. I mean, he really is invincible in the comics. I mean, he gets hurt, but he's just, like... I mean, we have Wolverine versus the thing. We have Wolverine versus everybody. And it's always, like, this guy who's, like, five foot two in yellow spandex with these claws coming out of his knuckles. And he's just balls to the wall crazy. And everyone, you know, everyone it's, like, hypercharged up. And everyone's just really excited. And then we get Deadpool, who gradually becomes this guy who's just the merc with the mouth, you know? And he's just, like, he's just lackadaisical. He's got, to me, he has more substance than, uh, say, a Wolverine, so. But uh, that, and, th- that that whole conversation is, is done. And a lot more charisma, I would say. Yeah, but, I mean, Wolverine, you know how he is. I mean, he's not, he's not, he's not going to make any friends. No. He's just going <laughs> to try and fuck your wife, Scott Summers, that's all. <laughs> I always forget about the Wolverine that was wearing the yellow spandex. I know the uh, Hugh Jackman one so well. Um, it's oh, I'm, that the wolf, the reason why Hugh Jackman was able to play anybody on TV um, is because the Wolverine that was in yellow spandex is like, dude. There's like whole comic books just based on him taking down other Marvel characters. 
So they just wrote him fighting all these other people who were really strong. And it was just like, well, you know, I mean, I get it. I get it that he's basically invincible. But, I mean, they've got like Wolverine versus the Hulk and the Thing and Wolverine. I mean, these are all like really strong people. Or like Wolverine versus like, what's her name? Bathsheba or whatever. The 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 samurai lady with the hand with the claws that come out of her hands that are she's got the same power as he does and the same adamantium structure i mean it's just it's just like overpowered whereas like it's almost like through the art of being of not taking yourself too seriously the deadpool kind of like quietly garnered a fandom of people who were like no you know deadpool's pretty cool you know he's like you know in love with death he's schizophrenic He's all scarred up, so he shouldn't ever take his mask off, you know. And, though, I mean, those are all really interesting things that, like, n- were never applied to any of the X-Men. You know, they're all, you know, they're they're all perfect in their own ways, or they're all special. But Deadpool's special and broken at the same time. Uh, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a really good point as far as, uh, you know, him, him kind of being scarred, and, you know, literally and... And you know, in his in his mind, as far as uh, you know, his background and everything, uh, where he came from, and, and, and what he's doing, and where he's going. Uh, but but yeah, to the point of him not taking himself too seriously, either in the comic books or in the movie, um, it, it's it's really refreshing. It's 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 definitely a departure from all the movies that we've you know we've seen thus far, where you know everything's so dire and 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 they're trying to make these these characters i i guess more believable uh by making them you know more serious and 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 you know here comes deadpool to just kind of uh go the other way and 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 make it you know really funny and obviously it has its dramatic moments it it, it needed that uh but for the majority of the film it, it's just a rocking good time he's just not taking he he doesn't care he's not gonna die He's just out there to kind of have a good time, see how many people he can shoot with one magazine, uh, and 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 just have a have a blast, uh, you know, kind of tracking down his nemesis and 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 saving the girl at the end. Yeah, that may have been the scene I laughed at the loudest is uh, when he fl- he had one bullet left and he lined those three guys' heads up and oh my god. And then the thing also is that all these movies, it's always like the stakes are so big. You know, like they're so they're so quick to like put it in that they don't ever like touch the girl or put their mouth on her or nothing. And it's like, no, that like Deadpool got it right. Progression. So, you know, this first movie is about being in love and fucking up somebody named Francis. You know, I mean, that's it. It's that's the story. That is the story. I mean, I can understand why the executives at Fox, um, who are a bunch of cunts, didn't want to do this because they're like, well, wait a minute, you're not saving the world. He's like, no, that's that's for gays. What are, what is this DC? No, <laughs> and and he and he just like he just lays out. No, this is going to be a simple story, and it's going to be brilliant, and it's going to be more about developing characters, and then we'll bring in Cable and we'll make things more serious on the second one. Yeah, which I, I'm very interested in what they're going to do next yeah. uh, with with these characters. And how they're going to play off uh, one another once they start, you know, creating the ensemble and, and, and everything. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to some very good things coming out of uh, Deadpool. What do you guys think is going to be the future of Deadpool? And and, and comic books, movies in general? From this I, point on. I think for the most part, um, they will... I, I think they're going to follow suit. Um, maybe not to the well, probably not to the extent of Deadpool, but I think that uh, you're going to start to see a lot more levity in these movies, um, a lot more uh, of you know, kind of let's let's go out there and have a good time um, instead of you know making things so you know the if if the Avengers don't get there, no one will kind of you know thing where I mean I get it you know there's these uh, ensembles you have to make them all kind of work and 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 toward a common goal and since there's so many of them you gotta you know make it a pretty big goal uh but i think um now the tide is sort of turning and like i'm saying i'm not i don't think batman is gonna get you know a bullet up his ass but 
uh, I think that there will be a lot more, uh, a lot more, you know, let's have a little bit of fun. Let's, let's throw a couple of jokes out there and, and, and see how it is. Because I mean, just Batman versus Superman, all those movies are just, they're, they're taking themselves a little bit too seriously. Nice. Nicely said. Um, what what you- about you, Ghost? Oh, comic book movies. So this was special, right? Um, you had a guy who already had the reputation of being like kind of the worst. He's going to be a dick. He's going to do cool shit. Um, I don't know. Again, I didn't read the comic books, but that's my impression <laughs> from watching the movie. I'm just saying if you... Uh, let me put it this way. If you took the new Spider-Man and you tried to make him another Deadpool, it's going to fail horribly. Deadpool was great because they finally gave somebody with, like, a particular um, persona and skill set his means to do something awesome on the big screen. Um, Yeah, something like this. I think they'll keep doing the same thing. I don't know if it's going to change things a lot, but I think that every superhero movie, um, every comic book movie could be darker. Not in, like, the, we need to make people talk like this, (laughs) but in the, hey... You know, these aren't, not everybody lives. And it's not always a really, like, pleasurable, ple- pleasurable thing to watch people die. And all superheroes kill, or they, sh- most of them should kill to stop the bad guys from doing shitty things. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Deadpool already guaranteed that they were going to make Wol- the last Wolverine movie a hard R. So, I mean, we already get, we're already going to get a rated R Wolverine movie. There you so go. that's cool. Um, and I mean, I think, I think you guys are right. Like, I think they're going to lean more towards our ratings. I'm not sure if they got the message, which was that, you know, you have to have producers and story writers who really want, who are really passionate about the project and who really want to, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, I mean, like nobody wants to watch, like, you know, like nobody wants to watch anything that's not true to how they see, how they perceive it. Right. Like. If I mean, if you have like I don't know, a movie where everyone's at the Alamo and they're all like you know smoking pot or opium and they're dressed like women and they're like freaking out before the Mexicans come in and kill them, all these people are going to be like that's a terrible western, right? You know, I mean, like yeah, there's room for creative liberties to a degree, but don't you know don't try and sell us a bag of shit, you know? And I think uh, Ryan Reynolds really at the end of the day. If if nothing else, this is the movie industry is an industry where every other can of tuna is a, is just full of dog shit. I mean, like yeah. every other movie they produce is just straight dog shit, and it's the only industry that I know of that can like totally be terrible and still get paid. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Ryan Reynolds, whatever his cinematic sins were, even though they were a Scarlet, they're white as snow now. I mean, he's he's he is he's he has no blemish. Uh, for making this movie, because at least he gave us Deadpool, and uh, we—it's all we can really ask for from Ryan Reynolds, who's just a mere man. Um, I was going to ask if you guys thought Wolverine would be in the next one, because I—I think he will. Mm, a cameo—that would be great. Yeah, I mean, I think he—I mean, I think the Fox is going to have to do it now, right? I mean, this movie made what almost a billion dollars or something like that. It made a lot of money. Yeah, you might have—you might have forced their hand to get old Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Hello, Wolverine. I'm gonna, and then he's gonna do his like fake Australian accent on Hugh Jackman. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be great. <laughs> do you guys think they'll add any more um, X Men characters, or do you think they'll keep trolling us with Negasonic, Teenage Warrior, and Colossal? Well, I, I thought Cable was gonna be in this. Well, Cable is yeah, Cable's up. his homie, his mm-hmm. time traveling homie. But I thought, I mean, like, I was kind of curious. Do you, I mean, like. Now that they made a bunch of money, I think it, it should be it would be more legit if they just like didn't add any other like X Men characters to the story. Like maybe have a cameo for for Wolverine because he kind of owes you now, you mm-hmm. know. And then just be like, nah, nah, brah. We're gonna have Cable, and then we're gonna have Colossus, and we're gonna have Negasonic Teenage Warrior, who nobody knew about before this movie. <laughs> I think that's like the ultimate troll. And you're gonna watch her grow up. <laughs> <laughs> and and not try to pressure sex her because apparently that's going to be a terrible time for you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. All right. Well, are you guys ready for your top six? <gasps> I'm very drunk. I'm ready. All right. Well, um, you guys can choose who goes first. Oh, it's always the guest, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know that we know 
salad so well that he pay, he practically <laughs> pays rent. But I don't. You know, he gets to go first. Yeah, I don't plan it that way. And I, I guess I should start if you're always going to take the second seat. I'm always going to go second. All right. Well, first is the worst. Second is the best. Don't you remember that? Maybe, maybe I'll scramble them. But uh, tonight I have them just in in the order of which I found them. I'm gonna do terrible at this. I've I've, I've heard you guys do this, and I'm oh. All right. It's not Welcome so bad. to the house of pain, bitch. <laughs> going hard now, the now you know how I feel, right? You're like freaking out. You're like, man, I don't Google anything. That's for gays. All right. Well, this film was re- released on a big anniversary of Deadpool. Do you know how many years since the beginning? Like uh, this was released on February 2016. How many years? Since Deadpool's first appearance in what's called New Mutants number ninety-eight, would that have been the very fir- his very first appearance? Yep, his very first first, first appearance. You got to so go back. Anniversary okay, so. was February twenty sixteen. How many years has it has it been? Um, I was a teenager. I was drunk a lot. Uh, I'm going to probably say fifteen. Pretty close, but you have to add ten more to it. Yeah, I was going to say a decade from that. Failure! Don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. I won't get any of them right either. Don't feel bad. <laughs> this is fun. Oh, this might be the only time we get a draw. And yeah, like, you know. You, salad, you'll be on every time after that. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, that's fine. Uh, number two, this one is for Lee Van Cleef. How many comic book movies has Ryan Reynolds been in? So he was in Wolverine Origins, which is one. Yep. Where he's the bad guy, which is a terrible, 100%. terrible. 100%. That's one. And then he was in The Green Lantern. That's where, two. Which That's was a terrible, terrible two. movie. You got two. And then he was in this one, so I got three. Uh, three, that was that one. You can't think of any other ones? Nope. Uh, hold on. Carry the one, divided by nine. I don't know. Well, I'll give you one, um, which is Blade Trinity. Oh, I didn't realize he was in that terrible, terrible movie, The Third Blade, right? It was it was a pretty the, good it was a pretty with good the railer, with the wrestler, a, and yeah. it was all like Yeah, he's like, My name is Triple H and I'm gay. Mm, he did he did a nice job in that and I thought it was a really fun The movie. only blade that I recognize is the first blade well, and that's because it had Tracy Lords in it. And, and that that ten minute techno song in the beginning and you were like, Yeah. Vampires I, are cool. I'm not arguing. It was a good it, that was great. Um have you ever heard of something called Dark Horse's R.I.P.D. Yeah, Dark Horse uh, Comics is out of Oregon, out of uh, what part of Oregon? I can't remember. It starts with an M. Milwaukee, Oregon, and uh, they gave us like Conan and Aliens. Well, R.I.P.D. is a movie from 2013 that had oh. uh, had him in it. Oh, well, I I mean I'm spoiler alert. I think Sony should or uh, Sony Pictures should buy Dark Horse Comics and then just bring in. The Dark Horse comic writers and a veteran screenwriter and make movies. That's how they should get their cinematic universe. Hey, hey big bosses, would you please hire Lee Van Cleef here to hook you yeah. up with... I drink really a lot. It'll be great. Stuff. I All do. Right. I'm not afraid to, to make fun of Jews either, so it's going to work out really, this really well. This question would have been better for Lee, but you get it instead, yes. Miguel. To prepare yes. for her role as Negasonic Teenage Warhead, Brianna Hildebrand trained in what? Martial art. Christ. Um, yeah, this is just going to be... Onward Christian Soldier, is that, is that... A shot in the dark. I don't, um, she didn't do shit. Say karate, I say karate. I am going to say Krav Maga. Oh, that's really nice. That's a great... It's that uh, Muay Thai. Uh, oh. Well, I wouldn't have guessed Muay Thai either. But I wouldn't have guessed Krav Maga because Krav Maga is... Like not about stance; it's about hitting people in the dick the whole time. Whatever, <laughs> Whatever you both isn't failed. that what you did? You both failed. I both did, right? I did. Yeah, and it was not fun. So it's fail, <laughs> fail, fail. All right, number four. <laughs> this one's off to Lee. F for fantastic, my friend. Hold on, let me let me finish this. Uh, actually, I just poured it. Let me. I'm gonna walk. I'm gonna just talk it over the top of you, drinking your booze. Okay, there, there we go. was going to be a running gag involving Wade and the other bar patrons betting money on someone. Who would die that wasn't Deadpool mm-hmm. and something happened and they had to just cut that shit out who who was it something happened and they had to cut that shit out yeah what? obviously the person actually died in real life 
So they had to pull it off their fucking Deadpool board because mm-hmm. otherwise somebody would have probably... Fat Gandalf. Fat Gandalf died? Yeah, so I'm going to say. No, a real person in real life. Yeah, Fat Gandalf. I didn't think that was a real person. It was Amy Winehouse. She died and then they said, ah, oh, shit. We can't make that joke anymore, so they cut Amy Winehouse off who's, of it. Who was Amy Winehouse? She was a famous singer back uh, five, six years ago. Maybe more? I don't know. Wait a minute, because of what? Why would you cut that out? Oh, because she actually died. Like, they had her up on the board, and it was like oh, a really? big... <laughs> yeah, it was like a big joke. Like, oh, Amy Winehouse is going to die, and then she did die. Uh, she oh, maybe like, I, I probably should have paused it on the board. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would never pause the board, because I'm not... I'm not crazy. Yeah, they were like, Ooh, we're sorry, Amy. There's names on the board. Let me write this down while I'm enjoying my movie. <laughs> All right, that's one, two, three, four. We have two more <laughs> questions. <laughs> this uh, is the best Cinema Bushida ever. This is a great top six. I mean, I love the fact. I thought one of these would be gettable. <laughs> All right, this one uh, is actually going to... Um, oh, it's going to Miguel. And... Uh, I don't know if you get this, Miguel, but I feel like this one's really easy. His girlfriend in the movie, Morena Baccarin, she okay. is super famous for being in a sci-fi series. It's my favorite, one of my favorite sci-fi oh, series. Oh, this isn't fair. <laughs> what, what, sci-fi ser- what sci-fi series is it? That would be V. Nope. Nope. Fail. It's Firefly. You mentioned it in the last podcast. Firefly. How is she a... How is it not V? Well, it's not V. I mean, maybe she was. I don't care. I said... <laughs> I don't think she was in V. And if she was, that was a shit show. Firefly is fucking awesome. Firefly was a TV show made by Joss Whedon, Buffy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, beautiful fucking show. Uh, they get canceled early. They eventually made a movie. The movie was called Serenity. Seren- Serenity might be one of the best fucking sci-fi films it's just beautiful anyway you failed sir this is uh me uh, welcome to the club my friend this is me channeling willy wonka you know gene wilder (laughs) just died you failed give me back the fucking everlasting gobstopper you stupid piece of shit there's no (laughs) way you're gonna win at this point there's one question less left the last question is absurdly easy and if lee gets it wrong this is just like the worst, most pathetic. No. Listen, let me tell time. you something about the 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 loser circle of this top six. It's it's decidedly swarthy. Okay, we're okay. a swarthy bunch. Let me just tell you, if you get this one wrong, this is just like uh, I, I might just have to delete. Uh, everything. I might just get it wrong just to spite you. Go ahead. All right. There are some great post credits in this film. Can you describe the post credits of Deadpool and what movie they're paying homage to? Nope. <laughs> really? Or just being a dick? A little of column A, a little column B. I mean, yeah. I remember the post credits. I just, I don't know what movie they're from, and I don't care. I'm, I'm settling on a draw. No, that's actually just a plain fail. Then, if you don't know what movie they're from, that's the point. Like, the point. All right, Miguel, do you want to steal? You could get one point here and be the winner of the day. Oh. What movie are they stealing up from? Um, I, mean, I know he's like riding a unicorn. A unicorn. Yeah. No, I'm not even kidding. Everyone knows this ending. Like, this is not a me thing. Like, he's doing like an exact like scene for scene of the end of um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That's why oh, he goes. That's why yeah. he goes. Oh. I saw that movie when I was like eight. Yeah, so I remember that. Hey. Yeah, but I don't. I don't memorize the, the end. The cuts, the end of that movie. I was blown away that the speedometer was going back by the fact that they were like fucking with the by by driving the car in reverse. I was like, well, how does that make sense? I was like, then every time you well, drive no, no, in reverse, no, it never actually, would... it never actually worked. It didn't go back. That was the point in the movie. Oh, they thought, I thought it, it went would. back. They put it up oh. on the blocks, yeah, and then the speedometer never went back. So the big dream of making it go backwards didn't work. And then, and then they, and then it goes out through the window, yeah. and I was like, "Damn, dude, that's fucking sad." Uh, it does. Hashtag life. Well, I'm sorry that nobody got a single question right. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm gonna. I'm I gonna feel put, like I'm gonna put I this won on my in back. A sense that a, I didn't. It's a fail on me. I thought I was choosing some good no. questions. 
I thought I was choosing good questions. Um, when you guys are, well, Miguel, you are sober. Lee, when you're sober, <laughs> you let me know if you think I did a really bad job. I try to find things that are fair. That's fair. I'm done. I, um, I, still, I still think it's V. I'm just going to hold on to that. <laughs> I don't. I, we no longer recognize that I, that uh, that argument. That's <laughs> The people have come back. The producers have come back and Japanese said, you're fucking wrong. He said it in the last podcast that we didn't produce. He said it was Firefly. He went off for like five minutes about how Firefly was this great show and she was from there and how all these different actors – got fame elsewhere and how she finally got her moment. She was even a prostitute in Firefly. Go on. To play a prostitute in Deadpool. She's not a prostitute. She's my favorite. And actually in in Firefly, she was more of a, you taught me this term, a um, comfort woman, comfort (laughs) lady. My favorite, you know, my, one of my favorite comic elements of it, like comedic elements of it was, when him and the blind lady are going to like very esoteric discussions of the Ikea furniture. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> I was like, that is hilarious. That's hashtag going to Denver tomorrow. Miguel, so thank you. Um, I'm sorry that you didn't get a single fucking point. Um, I'll, t- again, take that as a failing on my own part. But thank you for uh, telling me your, uh, your opinions of film and everything else. Uh, happy to have you on. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Leroy? Always a thrill. I just want to say, Miguel, and having known you personally, now I don't feel so bad about losing at these things. I feel like <laughs> you validate me in a certain sense. You complete me. I, I respect you as a human being and as a personality. So I feel like I'm winning now. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate that. Uh, I'm here to help. All right. Thanks, everyone. Until the next one.